welcome back to Baby Shrimp Pod, a podcast where I talk about whatever I'm interested in. Today I am joined by the host of Who Knew Pod. You guys might remember Sammy from a previous episode where we talked about horror, and she's joined today by her co-host, Macy. Um, this is kind of our horror conversation part two with a little extra stuff. <laughs> we kind of got into the politics of horror itself and politics in general. We had a crazy, crazy week in the world and it's hard not to talk about these things. Um, and then we talked about our own lives. Macy is a police officer and Sammy is a dispatch receiver. I really don't think I'm saying that correctly, but answers 911 calls. And then, as you know, I'm a teacher, so it was cool to talk about that stuff and that part of our life, um, and then get to use it to talk about horror as well. So anyway, long intro. I hope you enjoy it. It was a really fun conversation. I would really like to do another episode with them. We were talking about maybe seeing another movie if you guys have any ideas, but I definitely would like to have them on again. So anyway, shut up, Monique. Um, Enjoy, guys. Okay. Um, Hi, guys. How how was your day? (laughs) Um, Good. It started about two hours ago. Right, because you guys work nights. That's wild. Um, so I, good morning, evening, I don't know. Good morning. Yeah, we'll go with morning. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, Franco worked nights for about a year, but I, I worked during the day, and that was wild. But you guys both work nights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we do. Well, that's good, because you can still have your normal life together because you're awake the same hours. Yeah, I don't. Super nice. Yeah, I don't know how people like are on opposites with their partners. Oh, it was tough. Yeah, yeah. We had just moved to Santa Fe. Well, not just. We had lived in Santa Fe for like two years, but we had gotten our first place, just the two of us. And then Franco started working nights. Oh my god, I definitely. I think I'm getting murdered all the time now. I mean, obviously, I'm more aware that that's not real, but then I was certain of it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I would like put our couch in front of the door and sleep with all the lights on. Like it was crazy. It was craziness. <laughs> I was like, I got a dog. That's what I did when I thought I was going to get murdered when I lived alone. You know, How'd that, that work out? He's not the best guard dog. No, he's the worst guard dog. So it was really just like some false reassurance that I could. I know. And now we have three and they, none of them will do anything. No. Really? They're all lazy. Yeah. They've all checked out. Yes. they'll like bark and then someone walks in they'll be like oh my god my new friend <laughs> and you're like you don't know that yet I haven't given you the okay that they're a friend <laughs> amazing yeah I do look forward to the day I can have a dog that I do want one even if he's a lazy bone that's okay I don't mind dogs are the best um well that's good that you guys are both on this schedule uh Sammy are you like are you liking it the night schedule I love it. I was on nights the majority of my time in my last agency. Mm. So like I was on like day shift for like nine months last year and I hate it. I couldn't stand it. I was so like the last few weeks of being on days, I literally was like day shift is awful. Miserable. Yeah. What <laughs> makes it so awful? Break, 
it's just like it's more of like more people are awake so therefore you get a lot of more um ah. calls that aren't really like either emergencies or like just like nonsense it's like somebody wants right. to pay their ticket okay well the police department has nothing to do with that you have to go through the court <laughs> oh my like, god are you serious no you're yes. kidding like people call about oh all kinds god. of things and it's like well the police department has nothing to do with that police department has nothing to do with that people are like i need to copy my driver's license again police department has nothing to do with that you have to contact oh the dmv my so god. Baby people that don't know how to like live day to day. It's like crazy. Mm -hmm. So at night, you deal with a lot more people that actually need your help. Right. And that's what I really like the most. They're like the actual reason you guys do the work that you do because you can help people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. That weirdly, sometimes I feel like being in education, I work with the dumbest people possible. But then I remember any job where you work with the public. (laughs) that's just what happens that's just what your life is (laughs) Mm -hmm. which you're like I do this for you because I love you but I also hate you so much for doing this to me right it's like I can't be too frustrated because it's like what if they've never had to deal with this before what if they just never they don't know any better and so like where their first thing that they want to reach out to so like I can't be too mad I can't be too upset I have to be like fairly understanding but when it's like things that are like I never once in my life have I ever thought my neighbor's being loud. <laughs> right. I'm going to call the police. I've thought, right. hey, I'm going to get a hold of my landlord because they're the ones that like right. do this. something about it. The- oh, yeah. Unless gosh. they're fighting or something. If they're just playing loud music, police generally can't do anything. Yeah. If that's the case, maybe don't live in an apartment. Yes. <laughs> right. It just uh, put the money into having a house if that's how you really feel or just deal with it because you're living around other people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, that's just something you have to deal with when you right. can like agree to live within cl- very close proximity of like yeah. definitely a different. You share a wall with a different family. Yeah, you yeah. share like all four of your walls yeah. sometimes. Yeah, right. You guys will find this hilarious because this might have been a case where maybe I should have said something, but I'm like, it's just living in an apartment. Our neighbors downstairs hated us. I don't know why. Oh no. Because we were really quiet. We were never home, but they hated us. And one time they, one of the girls who lives there, I know she did, taped that tarot card that's like, it's not the death one, but it's like the bad will one. And it was literally, it had a picture of like a baby doll head with swords through it. I like taped it to our door. (laughs) And then they like, wrote a curse in chalk underneath our like doormat it was what crazy (laughs) and I didn't call the police because I'm like they're just stupid it's fine (laughs) yeah I mean unfortunately even with that it's like you can't really prove who did it right right I had I knew who did it but um, can I prove it yeah yeah that's the whole that's unfortunately the whole bad side of it it's like can you prove it (laughs) Right. It's not going to hold up at court if you can't prove it. Right. Right. But Which, um, isn't that when you had a roommate too and she did some oh, things too? We were living with Marina. Yeah. And, I was going to say her name, but I didn't know if we were allowed to. Yeah. No, it's okay. Because um, she was fucking awesome in the sense that I never felt unsafe living with her because she had like that house under lock and key of there ever being a chance of us being haunted or like cursed or anything. Even if you don't believe in it, I'm like, I feel protected. I definitely feel yeah. like we're good. Totally. Yeah. Craziness. But anyway, this is actually an interesting thing that Sammy and I was kind of talking about. And Macy, I would want to hear what you think too. We're saying because of our 
jobs and this like part that we deal with like the darker side of humanity how strange it is that we're also very interested in horror itself and <laughs> like why are we interested in it or why do we watch those films still and we kind of talked about how we felt but I'm curious about what you think about it um I don't know I lean more towards um like the ghosty shows mm-hmm. um because they are dark and they have to do with things that happened like years and years and years ago usually but <laughs> I don't I don't know I struggle just with my job sometimes to like watch true crime stuff or like listen to true crime podcasts sometimes because I'm just overloaded with it so I definitely lean more towards the ghosty stuff and I think that's because I literally grew up watching like ghost hunters ghost Mm -hmm. adventures like my senior trip with my mom was to like this haunted plantation like that was just so embedded in (laughs) that's why I love that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. But I still like it's kind of a comfort thing now, which is weird now that I'm saying it out loud, uh, to like watch like ghost adventures and stuff like that. So that I think I lean in kind of a different um <clears throat> side of the dark uh genres than maybe mm-hmm. Sammy does. Like I don't generally choose to watch like the psych thrillers mm-hmm. or like murdery stuff just because that's all we talk about at work right I it's actually kind of funny that you say that because sometimes I can't watch uh like spirit ghost stuff if especially Mm -hmm. if they're kids for the same reason of like oh great more kid trauma fantastic that's Mm -hmm. not what I want to do while I'm trying to vibe and chill (laughs) yeah that's interesting um yeah do you by chance remember or have any recollection of the first horror movie you watched or the first time you watched like a horror film and thought that was amazing or or show if that's more yes watch shows Mm -hmm. um the mini series of the shining was the first horror show i ever watched it was on it was on sci-fi all the time when i was growing up and my mom loved the book but she didn't really like the uh Stanley Kubrick the Stanley Kubrick one and so we the first one I ever watched was that three-part like made for tv miniseries of the Mm -hmm. the shining and I loved it and I own it I found it on uh like ebay or something and I own it now that is so interesting I very (laughs) vaguely remember it being on tv but I don't think I ever watched it um because I was really scared of like ghosts haunting stuff when I was younger I don't know we just like my mom normalized it so much when I was little that like that's all that was ever on was like she loved ghost hunters Mm -hmm. like loved it she watched every every Halloween we would watch like the full night like (laughs) special that they would have like we we would stay up all night on Halloween to watch that's crazy (laughs) so yeah that that was my first movie and like I said we watched like ghost hunters all the time and that didn't really uh, translate the same way that uh-huh. I distinctly remember um, I was not supposed to be watching The Shining when they were watching it and I came out and uh, I kind of hid behind the back of the couch <laughs> this is so classic and they didn't know classic I was in kid there. story <laughs> yep so I like hid behind the back of the couch and I'm like looking and I came in right on the scene in the bathroom with uh, the lady in the bathtub uh-huh. 
oh, and so she turns into kind of that like old crone yeah scared the shit out of me but i loved it <laughs> like I- i'm gonna live for this now like i'm into this this is what i'm into okay <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny i don't think i watched the shining for the first time until i was in college actually sammy did you and frank want i watch it together why do i have a vague memory of that yeah, it, I don't even know what it was, but like there was one day like Franco and I were in school and I was talking about The Shining. He's like, I don't even, I've never seen it. I don't even know what it's about. And I was like, oh my God, you have to. <laughs> so I think that's what happened is that we all watched it together because you were probably visiting yeah. us. Yeah, I think I was visiting for the weekend. Oh, and I got stuck in Santa Fe because it snowed. Remember? Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, I hadn't taken a shower. I had been in a boy's dorm all weekend. And you were like, you can come to my dorm and take a shower and get ready at my apartment. And then we watched The Shining that night. Yep. That's funny. And I was so fucking scared. I only watched like 40% of the movie because I was so scared. That's so awesome. You know, uh, when I was listening to your guys's episode from this week, who are the two people you talked about? We talked about Xavier Dupont de Lagones mm-hmm. and John List. Okay, so that's the if you if anybody who's listening th- thinks it sounds interesting, you want to check it out. It's so good. It was the second part of a like a series that you guys have started on family annihilators. It's actually funny. I texted Sammy this morning because I thought it was about uh, the Dupont box catcher family in America, but hmm. it was about a different Dupont. DuPont but French family but like there was both uh, like family annihilation in both stories so that was really interesting anyway what was I saying oh that they they found the the second man because of the Dateline episode America's and, Most Wanted I mean, yes America's Most Wanted my parents would watch that every weekend and I watched it with them like who lets their kid watch that it was so scary <laughs> But that's when I fell in love with true crime, I think, because I just couldn't believe this shit was real. Right? Yeah. And it was just so crazy to me. And then they would show the resolved stories. And I just thought those were the most fascinating thing to find out, like, how they found the killer and, like, the technology of the time. And it was just so interesting. So scary. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it's super interesting. Those are like two very weird stories, like just bananas. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear them, like when you guys lay them out in order of what these people were thinking before they did these horrific acts, it's so obvious, right? But in the mm-hmm. moment, it's just like they play it off like they're just having a normal life before they do these insane acts. It's wild. It's so crazy how well people like hide from yes it's really going on it's like oh on the outside it was this perfect family with a white picket fence and then all of a sudden murder <laughs> to everyone <laughs> every single person is just dead yeah um i i love slash hate slash i'm fascinated by anything david lynch does and i say hate because he makes me mad because he never just says stuff which i should just expect because that's what he yeah. does but I yeah. love that he's always exploring that idea of like it's never as it seems nothing is like as green as it looks like on the other side like yeah. especially the people you think have it together are the ones that are the biggest craziest mess totally like 
Twin Peaks, when I first watched it, I was watching it with somebody who had already seen it. Right. They're just like sitting there staring at me like, are you going to figure it out? Are you going to figure it out? And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't even know what's going on. Like, <laughs> right. You're like, it's so obvious who it is. And I was like, what are you talking about? But then like once you like figure it out and then you go back yeah. and rewatch it, it's like he literally plays that so well of like totally keeping those secrets. Anyways. I completely agree with you because it's that like hindsight is 2020 thing and how well I I talked about this kind of in my last episode too of like people who are in cults for example how it's Mm -hmm. like so obvious what's happening and then you get out of it and you can finally see it and there's like that embarrassment and shame Mm -hmm. of like it should have been so obvious but you don't know any better when you're in it right especially if you get into it as a child like yes what chance do you really stand yeah I mean I'm thinking about some of the people who were involved in the breaching of the Capitol this week and how so many of them are so young like I saw a video of one of the people being arrested and he still lives with his grandma he's like a minor and how he doesn't fucking know what he's doing he has yeah. no idea what he's getting himself into for the rest of his life, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's interesting stuff. Pretty sad. Yeah. Oh, it's super sad. Um, but that's kind of the interesting thing about horror as a genre is you get to see the characters go through those experiences, you know? Yeah where they it's like the slow burn they realize what they've gotten themselves into sometimes i hate that like dramatic irony is the most frustrating thing to me yes oh it totally is (laughs) especially if like the you're getting information the other characters aren't getting you know oh yes yeah um so well i guess i should say what movie we watched (laughs) because the people who are listening don't know we watched a movie (laughs) for the second part of this horror exploration um would either of you want to explain the movie because you've seen it twice actually right and I, I saw it once and I loved it and you guys got to watch me understand what was happening in the story right (laughs) um basically without giving too much away it's about these two girls who as children are put into this like prestigious um academy for like I think they play the cello so like they're basically taught to be like the best of the best through these uh elite like teachers instructors yeah. yeah and one of them has to go away because of a family illness and then when she comes back she kind of is able to see kind of behind the scenes of what's going on and it just goes from there right and we do get a lot of information and dramatic irony in different orders than maybe you're not used to getting in films like this yeah definitely was very smart the way they played the the game a little bit and even the name of the movie the perfectionist plays into all of these ideas that like we've talked about of like things just aren't as they seem when they look perfect they're usually probably pretty bad right nothing's ever perfect so I saw it for the first time with you guys and that was wild because um 
it was just took me on so many different twists and turns that I wasn't expecting. And then we got to the end of the movie and you guys were like, can you believe that that's what happened? And we got to like talk about both times seeing it. Um, what was it like when, uh, well, Macy, we'll start with you first. What was it like when you first saw it slash what did you realize about the story the second time you watched it? The second time versus the first. So the first time I watched it, I it went to the credits and I remember just sitting on my couch like, well, that happened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was did not it sign up so, for that shit. What? <laughs> no, it was so unexpected. And the thing is, like, the movie, if if you haven't, I never saw like previews for it before I watched it. I, it was just on Netflix. So when I when I first watched it, I had no idea what it was about um, at all. Like the name of it does not like when you watch moving like The Conjuring. Right. You have a little bit of an idea of what it's yeah. about. Yeah. You watch a movie called The Perfectionist and you see like the characters and there's lots of cellos around. Like I didn't <laughs> think. <laughs> you thought it was just going to be like some music drama, not this yes. crazy psychological yes. trip you go on. Yes. And like pretty graphic. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. That, like, yes like they really don't there's not like blood and guts all over but like the implied um what you see and what you're imagining is happening as it's like kind of off screen happening is like horrific and there's parts that they do actually show they really save it and make it as gruesome as they can when they actually show it i not even joking kind of lost my voice the next day i hope i didn't like blow your guys ears up because i kept i like was involuntarily screaming i didn't even know it was coming out of me until it already had come out i don't even remember it so i think you're good okay good i must just be like oh monique screaming (laughs) i know when it ended i was like shit has sammy and i watched a movie before that was macy's first impression of me and all i was doing was (laughs) screaming at the tv (laughs) which is all the time you're fine okay good because for the record that's just how i watch all movies it's just sometimes it's more dramatic than others (laughs) so like the second time Luckily, I knew what was happening, but also it had been like a few years since I'd watched it. So I had a vague, like, I remembered kind of the flashpoint, like, like this happens and there's something with some puke somewhere. Maybe the fucking puke. The (laughs) fucking puke was the worst part. It honest to God was. I struggle. I don't remember it being so pukey. I, yeah right? I that's one of my things I can't <clears throat> me either can't do, can't do puke Mm-mm. I don't know why oh. you, okay let's change the subject I can't even talk about it, it was that <laughs> upsetting <laughs> so like I had that in mind but like I noticed a lot more um in the beginning like kind of like you were talking about with Twin Peaks where we, I think we were both like kind of looking at you like oh is she gonna figure it out does she know blah blah, blah. like yeah. so it was a lot of fun to watch it with you it's like witnessing somebody like read Harry Potter for the first time like right very exciting where you're like <laughs> I really want to see the full range of how much this is going to torture you and the payoff yep. <laughs> and I want to see all of it <laughs> yep yep yeah um I definitely, I will say horrors or like psychological thrillers, I think are my favorite to show people because Mm -hmm. I like to see 
their reaction to it and pick up on all of these carefully planted stuff that like the movie writer and the director and the cinematographer tell us that we don't realize until later yeah yeah those are totally my favorite things too especially when you're like watching it with somebody that like you know like a shares interest b like right. is keen on those things and is like very right. smart now that like you have to be intelligent to do this but it's like if you're just watching a movie just to watch a movie it's not the same as like for a psychological thriller you have to pay attention to those little things and yes. when you know you're watching it with somebody who does pay attention to those little things it's even more exciting when they're like oh my god did you just see that it's like yes yes like you I'm saw it fuck yeah <laughs> right that they're equally as invested in what's gonna happen right yeah um there are Franco and I share that about sci-fi, but we definitely don't share that about horror because he doesn't like to torture himself with horror movies. Like I like want to be scared and I want to be confused and have to work through it. So I love being able to do that with people who feel the same way because the payoff is bigger at the end of the movie. Yes. When we come back, Sammy, I want to hear your thoughts as well. Perfect. Okay, let me do that. Okay, so uh, Sammy, tell us about your first time seeing it and then your reaction and then the second time you saw it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like so deeply disturbed by the ending that I was like, nope, I don't want anything to do with this. This is the worst movie I've ever watched. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why anybody would ever produce this or direct it or write it. Like, I, <laughs> this is awful. But then like, I got... Like once you like sit down with it and you really like to think about it and di digest it a little bit better then you kind of at least I started to understand a little bit more of the motives and like behind the scenes it like it wasn't just like a weird puke <laughs> fucked up movie it was like <laughs> it was like so many different layers that like yeah. led to that that I missed the first time so I really really enjoyed like Maisie I hadn't watched it for like since it came out mm -hmm. which was like a couple of years ago right so re-watching it again like knowing that I was deeply disturbed by the ending like it was easier for me to like put my feelings, pick out things yeah mm -hmm. like why I was disturbed and picked out the things mm -hmm. a lot easier as to like what made it so disturbing for me instead of just being like I can't do this this is gross <laughs> it's actually it's so funny you say that because I think it's the most effective part of this genre is like there are some movies that are just out there to be disgusting and horrible and right. you know it when you finished it because you are like, I never, ever, ever am going to see that again. And your opinion doesn't change the longer you get, actually, the more hard you feel about it. But right. um, there are some movies like this, which are so jarring on the surface, but every time you watch it or talk about it, it becomes a more meaningful experience and actually has some really important conversations in it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why it's like uh, such an incredible medium to me because like you kind of have to be fucked up to indulge the conversation but once you do the conversations are so important right it's especially when you're talking about psychological parts of it mm -hmm. like 
those are things that are so subliminal, even in our everyday lives. Like just think about how many times that we get manipulated every single day that we don't even realize. And that's like nothing that's going to change our lives drastically. It's just like opinions and what we see on the news, what we see on social media and like all of these things that are fed to us and we have to filter through what's real and what's not real. But how do you do that when that's constantly like what your life is? You can't filter through that. Yeah, it's actually it, in the movie, you kind of see that of these two girls who have been outright abused countless times and manipulated to think the abuse is serving them from a group of people who were also abused and convinced the abuse is like a, a part, a, an intricate part, an important part of their existence. And it's like right. when you get in these echo chambers and you're separated from the real world it's Mm -hmm. kind of impossible to convince yourself out of it unless somebody comes along and just like totally rocks your whole fucking world to get you to snap out of it you know right it's crazy to me (laughs) so that's just so interesting because i this is what i talked about this in my last episode too of how there are like cults in the term of like religious cults the way everybody thinks about it but there are all of these tiny individual cults we don't find our we don't realize that we're already a part of do you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah because like religion they- as a whole is just a big old cult <laughs> agreed <laughs> yeah this is how ingrained it is to me that like uh, the religious cult that I was in for so long, I just assume that's how everybody's life was because mm-hmm. that's how you're taught. And again, in your guys's last episode, you were talking about like what catechism is and like different religious stuff. And to me, I'm like, how do they not know what that is? Doesn't everyone grow up like that? Do you know? That's how ingrained it is. Yeah, no, I was literally just thinking about that last episode, the Y2K episode, where I was like, mm. I don't know anything about religion. I feel like I'm kind of stupid for like not knowing these terms or like these kind of things or not understanding how people get so delved into it that they are literally willing to like ruin their lives over yeah. a belief. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Uh, when you're uh, desperate and in need of guidance yep. and protection, you will do some crazy things when. You think that's what you're getting, but you're really not. They're abusing you too. Yeah. Oh, totally. Cringe. 100%. It's ugh. the things that we'll do when we're like, like you said, like desperate and mm-hmm. like sad. Hopeless. Yes. yes. Like, like lost. Oh my gosh. Whether it's religion mm-hmm. or Gerletto's new cult. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the, the new Manson. With all of oh his indie girls. <laughs> I am so embarrassed. You, we saved Sammy at the right time. <laughs> I know. I know. She texted me like a photo of some article about Jared Leto's new cult. And I, I texted her back. I'm like, please don't join. <laughs> You're like, please don't leave. Look at our beautiful please. family. He's not worth it. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I posted on social media. I was like, good thing I'm not an impressionable 16 year old girl anymore because I would have been on a plane in a heartbeat. Yeah, your hair, you would have been bleaching your hair blonde on the way there, your hair and your eyebrows, (laughs) and cutting off jean shorts. Oh my God. (sighs) For all those people, for all those people who think they were born at the wrong time 
in history you're actually born at the right time i promise you you're doing fine you're yeah this is the greatest part of history we're a part of some weird ass movements some weird ass times just some weird ass everything (laughs) you know i was just talking to my friend um before we got on this about how weird it is to see like the younger generation romanticizing the 90s so much and like early 2000s because to me i'm like who would have wanted to been an adult during the 90s that sounds like a fucking nightmare right yeah or the early 2000s i mean that was a good time to be like in middle school i would say because we didn't have social media but any other age that sounds horrible right especially when you look back on pictures and you're like oh my god this is what adults did (laughs) like matched on the like mtv carpet or whatever the fuck oh oh my god i died the day that that happened my soul left my body a little bit (laughs) saw that <laughs> you're like you know what i'm gonna pack it up early <laughs> we're done yep no i remember that gene defeats everything frosted yes. tips oh my god the I'm... ramen noodle hair like oh horrible yeah i'm so glad that we were like in middle school so like we had at least an excuse as to why we dressed poorly <laughs> yeah and we were done and young <laughs> i look back at those emo scene girl phases the phases i'm still in that phase the early days and i'm like damn i'm so glad i went full out because i wish i could dress like that now as an adult but i can't <laughs> i literally think the same shit all the time i'm like man i miss that shirt i used to wear yes. like, i ran across like these photos that me and my best friend did like in high school where I was like super emo super edgy and we took pictures and I was like all edge and I was like all grunge it was it's like oh my god I want to do that again but at the same time it's like I was like 15. I do not miss that. (laughs) You don't want to be an adult emo because I definitely do. I was so confused about (laughs) like what to wear like Oh my god. I had an internal struggle every single morning where I'm like, which Aeropostale pants am I gonna wear to like good? <laughs> Whereas like my pants drama. <laughs> you know, I will say getting becoming an adult is like a nightmare hellscape that I don't recommend anybody do. But the nice part about <laughs> becoming an adult is that I care less and less what people think, and it's yeah. so freeing. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It, it really is. I wear moccasins <laughs> to the store now, and it's Fuck great. Yeah. Remember when we used to judge those parents that wear pajamas to Walmart, and now we're right. those not parents, but <laughs> people. <laughs> Animal parents. We're those fur yes. baby parents. Count. Yep. Yeah, I saw one of my kids today because I had to go to the post office, and you could tell she was mortified seeing me in the real world. <laughs> and I had to- kind of offended because I got dressed for work for once because I work from home and she could tell she still was like I cannot believe this disgusting human being lives in the real world oh my gosh she's not just an internet like bot (laughs) right exactly she's a real person (laughs) but uh, there was something we were talking about that I was gonna say and then I went off on a 90s tangent why did I do that what were (laughs) What were we talking uh, about? about cults oh, and today being shitty to live in. Yes, well, it was about it was about the cult and like um, uh, taking advantage when you're like desperate. 
we kind of saw that in the movie but in terms of like um the classism that comes with these kind of cult groups and how they can exist because parents just want so badly to give their kids a better life and they don't even know what they're signing them up for you know it reminds me um we talked about that scientology um documentary series that's on hulu Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of these parents who are growing up in, well, who are involved in Scientology and then they have kids who grow up in Scientology Mm -hmm. and they just send them off to the Sea Org with a billion year contract. Exactly. With only other kids and like a few adults to look after them. (laughs) You don't even know who the adults are. Literally no education. Right. Beyond, you know, whatever they get in Scientology and whether or not that's actually like math and reading and writing I don't know right yeah I I agree with you and that's kind of like the hard thing and so here's okay Monique reel it in you can do this here's the thing (laughs) (laughs) is if there are gaps in society where people aren't having their needs met either by um, having access to jobs where they can earn enough money or healthcare or education they're always going to be searching for something to fill that void. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, most of the groups who say they will help you fill that have alternative means. They have an alternative reason why they are going to help you because they have something else they want to accomplish. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just go to Canada. <laughs> right just or do it. <laughs> anywhere else really at this point yep. Yep. <laughs> but like i like canada that's do i mean yeah. we already live in like colder places it's doable we could get used yeah. to it it's not the worst yeah definitely not the worst yeah i guess uh we'll see in the next two weeks we'll have a a different set of people that are filling the news hearing their voices and their ideas i'm so glad <laughs> i could not be more stoked a hard agree like i just <laughs> honestly i'm like i know there's gonna be work and i know there's still gonna be issues but god would i just love if there were some like normal issues some just like that my bar wasn't are they breaking the law well i guess they're a good politician i wish that there was like a little bit of a higher bar than that yes that's the thing is like when trump was first elected um i didn't obviously like him um and i was talking to my parents about it and they were a little bit less radical than they are now Mm -hmm. but we had a conversation and i told them like all i want like i at this point i don't care what side it's on i just want good people yes to be in office and i feel like (laughs) that's not what we got right and i feel like we're definitely getting there now and the thing is like career politicians whatever they are what they are Mm -hmm. but i'd like a little bit of normal and i'd like a little better people Right. I also think that if you're like over the age of 60, maybe you should just not be in politics oh anymore. God. I know. You have no you are so out of touch. You couldn't be more out of touch with what's happening in the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I definitely uh, will say becoming a teacher in the era of Trump and then being represented by Betsy DeVos and feeling the effects of her policies every day. That was pretty fucking brutal. It'll be nice to have somebody who actually believes in public education and isn't just trying to destroy it. What a concept. So weird. Wouldn't it be crazy? We're like uneducated. Yeah. (laughs) It would be great if we had people representing departments that they actually want to see be successful. Mm -hmm. Cool. What a crazy idea. It's. Oh, maybe you shouldn't be so radical Monique <laughs> I, I know I might get fired from my public education job <laughs> for <wearing> public education <laughs> exactly oh, uh, yeah you know I kind of feel that way about like any like public service jobs where you're like involved with what's happening with everyday people like if you're that old and you're calling the shots on how things work I, I don't think that's the best idea no and especially with like I don't know I feel like a majority of jobs people who have been there a long time that are in charge of things have been sitting behind a desk for so long that they really have no idea what's even happening like not only in like the real world but what's going on in their job they haven't done what the quote lower people have done in like so long that like you forget what it's like to be in that position we struggle with that every day at work every single day I it's, bet. I mean, there's command staff who who haven't been on the streets since we literally moved to this police department decades ago. Yeah, a long time ago. And so they know nothing about the people. No, and you try and bring things up like, "Hey, this is where we're at. This is how we need to be doing things," and they it's just like talking to a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like especially with the climate we're in right now, like this is mm-hmm. when we should be. This is when we need to think about new ideas. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like, yep. I couldn't agree more. I absolutely couldn't agree more. Like, you know, we have very different jobs, obviously, but they all have to do with protecting, protecting the people of our community and making sure they're having their needs met and that Mm -hmm. we are making a safe environment for these kids to grow up in. Yep. And if you're not willing to be open to new ideas, then it's time for you to go. Cause that's the only way we move forward. Right. Also like, how do you expect to do your job if you don't expect to like take input from every aspect mm-hmm. of what's going on? Mm-hmm. We were talking about how uh, our traffic stops are down. Department-wide traffic stops are down. Mm-hmm. And the, the command staff is really, really like pissed about that. And it's, we're sitting here trying to tell them, like, do you understand? Like, nothing is open. Right. They're like, why are you going anywhere? Well, bars close at eight. Yeah. Like, there's no. Everyone's drinking at home. (laughs) Every, yes, you can literally get alcohol delivered to your house. Like, there just aren't. the, The volume of people, like, on the roads and in, you know, businesses it's down it's way down especially this year Mm -hmm. and you know it's so frustrating because there's such a disconnect I feel in all these different fields between the people who make the decisions and the people who are affected by them and it it's so obvious it 
with decisions like that where they're mad at us for not pulling more traffic stops and it's like do you want me to pull one out of thin air like right make one I want me to pull over a car that's not actually there just so that I have numbers like yeah you know we were I think it was before I started recording which I'm kicking myself I didn't record but we were talking about people who are in power who don't care the implications of what they do because they're not like an average working person anymore and if they do things that hurt people in the long run they don't really care and this is like another disconnect of like okay that shouldn't be our concern right now what should we be focusing on but for them it's like no this is the way it's always been so this is the way it's gonna always have to be I hate that it kills me oh I hate it Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think in my particular job, I'm pretty fortunate because my direct supervisors still work console sometimes, not as much as they used to, but they see the things that we deal with every day, but we still yeah. have problems like getting that through to the right. people that don't have any idea what dispatching is, no idea what 911 does. They have not even taken the time to come into the center long enough to look at the screens and leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like your lieutenant is a police officer yeah, he's, he's not actually a, a dispatcher no he's that not that doesn't make any sense it, does, no. it makes no sense it really makes zero sense but i mean at the same time like the department that i work at now is vastly better than the right. previous department that i worked for like that was just insane i had to get out of there but like it's still like we there's always improvement that needs to be made and the fact that we aren't willing to make those improvements because of budgets or they just don't want to put forth the effort or like I don't even right. know what it's, it's just it the unwillingness to listen because yeah. they know that you're asking for something to be different yeah. yeah oh I I think that's a perfect way to put it because they have always done it a certain way and they have no desire to have it be any different than how it worked for them or didn't work, to be honest. Yeah, I I can't tell you that pretty much everyone who makes decisions at the school has never taught. There's like maybe one person who's taught and then everybody else, like for the district has not taught in a classroom, but they're telling us how we should be teaching. That's so dumb. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. I know you can get your entire like education in schooling and never have to be in a classroom and be able to tell teachers what to do. Are you kidding? And like how they should be planning their curriculum and what their scores should be when it's like, do you not know that most of our kids are like struggling for basic needs because there's no middle class and their parents can't work like that's probably where our focus should be not on like these test scores that don't mean anything. How are you going to expect these kids to like perform at their best when they can't even get three meals a day like exactly. I don't, especially since you bring up test scores. I remember in Colorado specifically, we had to take CSAP Mm -hmm. and I don't even remember what the acronym stands for. It's like Colorado standardized academic something. Yeah. It's like basically a yearly test that we would take every year. And it was like so much stress, like on the students, like to score well, but like, if we didn't score well, like nothing goes bad on us. Like that's not going on our college transcripts. Like right. what, why are we taking these tests? It's so we right. can rate the school, but that doesn't make any sense. Why are you rating a school on a test that they do once a year? Yes. Whereas like you can and rate would, a school through other it's resources. They would give more funding to the schools that got the better scores. That's not how funding should I work. Know. I know <laughs> it's, I completely agree. It's so sick because the schools who are not doing well is because 
the kids. The funding should go to the students that aren't yeah. testing well because clearly there's something missing. I'm no exactly. expert. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, you know what happens is the teachers who end up want who want to be there and they're in the school for the right reasons are the ones that get fired because their scores aren't good enough because they care more about their kids' well-being than prepping them for a test. So dumb. So dumb. I hate the education system that we have. Oh, me too. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I know why I became a teacher, but I'm also like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why did I sign myself up for something? You're like, I wanted summers like off. That's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And then just endless pain for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh my gosh. But also, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I love my kids. So it is what it is, you know? And like, yeah. you, I'm sure you, there's so many things about your guys' jobs that drive you crazy but you also know you're like making a difference and what you do is important and it matters and if you're not doing it somebody else is going to be doing it that's the thing is you, you take 10 dumb calls and you take out of those 10 one is going to be like really impactful yeah exactly so mm-hmm. um well anyway <laughs> that was a, see okay for people who are listening I, Sammy and I were texting yesterday and this morning about like, what are we going to talk about? And should we cover specific stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I just like conversations to just go where they go. That's why I listen to podcasts. Like sometimes I listen to ones with research because that's specifically what I'm looking for, but I love just hearing people fucking talk, you know? Right. Yeah. Like a little bit more relaxed. The I loved the Y2K episode of your guys' pod because I just think that stuff's so interesting. But the first part, you guys were just shooting the shit and kind of buzzed and it was so funny. And like, I loved it. <laughs> Maybe I, like I edited that one, but I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think that's the part. I don't know if you edit this out or not, but Maybe. you made fun of me because my notes didn't make any sense. Because yes, I did the notes that was in there. <laughs> And you made fun of me like all every sentence. You're like, that doesn't make sense. What I are you saying? <laughs> but that it made it so fucking funny because Macy would say something really interesting. I'd be like, huh. And then you'd be like, so I just had to string that together because I don't know what the fuck this was supposed to say. Is that what you meant? <laughs> uh, but so it's a good balance because you guys and I think that's what we did here too we talked about horror but also we just like shot the shit and just talked yeah for sure um oh did the new stickers come yet not yet okay we don't have any check did I check the mail I haven't checked I don't know I I forget to check the mail sometimes because we get up at like 4 p.m that is fair um I just have to say the holographic part that I added was just oh mwah, beautiful. I'm so excited for you guys to see them. Look so good. I rechanged our tiers for the Patreon because I wanted to make them an exclusive thing, not just anything like that. So I changed the tiers a little bit so I could add those in there. Oh, I love it. Well, I'll I'll for sure put your Patreon info in the notes and the pod because it's, it's so good. I'm so picky with podcasts. I like don't, I barely <laughs> listen to any, but I always listen to the full episode of your guys' because most of the time I'm like, eh, that's enough. I've heard enough. But for, th- <laughs> I, I love your podcast. Thank you Thank so you. much. Yes. And I, hopefully I would love if we, 
you guys wouldn't mind just doing episodes with me now and again because I think we have good conversations no totally I love, love this it. I love podcasts I love recording I love talking to friends <laughs> yes <laughs> if there was ever a time for podcasts it is now it's now yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well uh for people who are listening um if you would want us to watch another movie and talk about it we'd be fucking down because we had fun yeah. we'll yeah. try to stay on topic a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but I'll put a I'll put a note in the next one. If you want to hear about the movie, listen to the first half. If you want to hear us just talk, listen to the second half. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll put that in the intro. <laughs> but um yeah, I would think that would be really fun to watch another horror movie. Maybe we could do like a ghost um haunting movie or something like that, something totally different next time. Yeah, yeah. totally. Cool. Um and your guys, I just want to make sure your episodes come out on Fridays, right? Yep. Yes. And then for all of our patrons, um, they come out 24 hours early. So they have early access. And what is your next episode going to be about? Or have you already recorded it? Um, so we have, I think we're actually going to record that after this. So we're doing it tonight. Oh, uh, fun. I, <laughs> I am actually talking about the history of Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm talking about Boris Karloff. Then tell me, who is Boris Karloff? He, yeah, so he's, like, one of the original, like, horror actors. So, like, the original Frankenstein, Boris Mm -hmm. Karloff. He, I mean, the number, his IMDb is pages and pages long. Do you guys coordinate, like, to do something similar on theme? Or do you just end up constantly picking stuff that's very similar? (laughs) No, we try really hard to stay on theme. Um, just because I like the, like the the episode where we have like Belchnickel and um the Sauter family, mm-hmm. that one like makes me cringe a little bit because oh they're God. two completely different things. But, but it's, it's like Christmas, Christmas. Okay. yeah. So but like, I definitely really- got the Christmas vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just like to have, I don't know, it's probably my OCD where I'm just like, that has to be the same. It has to be similar. Like, cause it's like kind of jarring yeah. to listen to two completely different things in my mm-hmm. opinion. So yeah. that's what we decided to do. Yeah. So we just come up with ideas and then we like, eventually we have like a list of things right now. So eventually we'll be like, well, what can we do with this? What can we do with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. very interesting. Well, I am so fucking stoked to listen to that. Cause both of those sound so like, Things I didn't even know. I'm like, I really want to know everything about that. How did I not know I wanted to know everything about that? Same. Kind of a kings of horror yeah. theme. Totally. And uh, I told this to Sammy the first time I think I listened to you guys, but I'll say it again. Um, I love the idea that now that I know you guys always do kind of pick something similar to talk about, but you have two very different ways of telling those stories. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, what makes it fun to listen to because it's like yeah it's like two different movies in one it's a double feature but it's related (laughs) yeah I think we like our timelines different but we both really like timelines we like tell our we just have I don't know it's like interesting to listen to two different storytellers tell stories yeah totally totally I would I don't know how I would do this podcast alone it would be boring (laughs) just like listening to myself talk Yeah, I like to do the occasional solo episode, but I'm like, I have got to talk to other people because yeah. I know so many interesting people and want to share them with the world. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, um, 
thank you guys so much for joining me this was really fucking fun yes <laughs> i wish we could keep talking but i understand podcasts can't be five hours long yeah <laughs> once once we have as much of a following as joe rogan because i know we could i know there's the potential <laughs> of your pod and my pod then we can talk for five hours and everyone will listen to it that's true that is fucking true <laughs> and you know so what weird. when he first started they were terrible so that always makes me feel good because i'm like everyone starts somewhere yeah but i feel like we kind of a head start because we've been listening to podcasts for so long that we kind of know like that's true Ooh, that was bad i'm not gonna do that yeah you know that's cringy yeah. i'm not gonna talk like that <laughs> at least we hope we have some better idea <laughs> i do that but then <laughs> Like, oh my god, we're making mouth noises all the time. Like, <laughs> like it's unintentional ASMR, but the kind that everybody hates. <laughs> always. Yeah. Always. And then the dogs are doing ASMR for us too. <laughs> so bad. They just want to be a part of it. They can't help it. <laughs> oh, literally every animal is in this room with us right now. It's so weird. We come into this podcast room and they're like, oh, we will follow you. It's, it's like family time. Work. We don't want you to because anytime we're anywhere else in the house, you guys are like it's doing your own thing. But we come yep. in here and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, both the cats are in here too, but they're being good for once because they're both asleep. Ooh. So this was oh. an 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 animal episode. <laughs> it really was. We have two cats. One of them's in a laundry basket. The dogs are laying yes. on the floor. Beautiful. I love it. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, we'll for sure do another episode and. Yeah. Uh, pick a movie and if people have suggestions let us know but we're gonna do it anyway so <laughs> sucks to suck you're just gonna have to listen to whatever we watch <laughs> okay we'll have a good recording and i'll talk to you guys later <laughs> bye bye that was super fun oh super easy casual fun conversation about horror just other stuff. That's why I love this style of podcasting because I like to see where the conversation just goes um, and what we discover along the way. I really noticed that in my episode with Sarah, the cult conversations. We didn't even talk about what I thought we were going to talk about and that's what made it interesting because it just took on a life of its own. So Thank you, Sammy and Macy, for joining me. If you guys enjoyed that, I could not recommend Who Knew Pod um, anymore. I absolutely love that podcast, so I will have their info in the description. Um, and if you want to get one of my stickers, they have that on their Patreon. So that was a really fun collab. Um, I'll be posting that artwork probably this week and share it with you guys. If you'd like to find me on Instagram... I am Baby Shroom Arts, and also on Patreon, I am Baby Shroom Arts. Um, I'm doing some new pretty fun stuff for my patrons, some new custom stickers, and behind the scenes vlogging videos, so I would love to be able to share that with you too. Um, I also just put out some new apparel. Um, if you follow me on social, you've seen my pink self-portrait tea that oh i'm just obsessed with but there's some cool shirts hoodies tanks um some with my poetry and i'll probably be putting up some other merch maybe a mug or a mask i'm excited about 
the guests I have coming up, I have some returning guests like Sydney and some new guests like my friend Chris and Amber and dot 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 more. I, yeah, I'm very excited to share it with you guys. So here's to hoping we have a better normal week <laughs> this week and good news uh, in the following weeks. Okay. Thank you guys for joining me. Love you so much. This has been Baby Shroom Pod. Bye.